you for joining me on episode 27 of the Unique On Purpose podcast, helping you find victory in how God has uniquely created you. I am your host, Rachel Gentleman, just a regular gal, trying to help people know that they are called to be victors in Christ Jesus. And today I chat with Jason Underhill, aka The Viking from Guard Strong Ministries, on how bending steel, ripping phone books, and blowing things up can be used to help kids and adults in their time of need. Welcome back to the Unique On Purpose podcast, helping you find victory in how God has uniquely created you. And today I am with Jason Underhill. Jason is very unique and his ministry is unique, and I'm very excited uh, to introduce him to you today. Jason, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. All right, Jason, you are your father, your husband, your granddad too, aren't you? Yes, I am. Like brand new, brand August, spanking new granddad? August 29th. Yep. How is that? How is it? That's ex- exciting. It's a... Uh... It's fun. I've I've heard that being a grandparent is your reward for not killing your own kids. Is, do you feel <laughs> Do you feel that? Is that? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's it's exciting. It's a uh, it's a new feel. I mean, it's, I mean, you got your own kids and you're you raise them up, but then this new one you're just seeing you like it's still part of you. It's you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's really cool. It's Good. Cool. Oh, that's awesome. Well, we're you are also what is known as a missionary athlete, which we're going to get into in a minute. You're a part of a ministry called Guard Strong. Guard your heart and your mind is is the tagline. And and I love this ministry and what you and these gentlemen are doing because all of us are created unique on purpose and your ministry is incredibly unique in the fact that Really, you you all are using your muscles for Jesus, <laughs> and, nope. and and we'll talk about that in a moment. But first, share with me your testimony because I want to know kind of how your relationship with Christ grew into what you're doing today. Okay, originally I was in church ever since I was you know they they had say I had the drug problem. My parents drug me to church ever since I was <laughs> knee high to you a had the different drug problem. Yes, <laughs> I think it was. I can't remember the year, but I know I was nine years old and our church was watching, this is going to age me here, but there's watching the Thief in the Night movies at church. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like the Kirk Cameron ones, wherever they are. Okay. I haven't heard of it, but I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. They're, they're from the seventies anyways. And it just, it stuck with me. I didn't want to be the last one on earth, you know, so I, after Christ came back and takes everybody in. Um, so I was in brush my teeth at night and I just, I broke down and I, I, Accepted, you know, I asked Christ to come to my life right there. I said, please come to my life. I I need you. Mm-hmm. And then um, there's a family event right there in the bathroom. I had my mom and dad come in and then my sister came in and she started crying and she oh. accepted Christ right there too. And it was, it was, uh, it was interesting. But then, <clears throat> you know, I was pretty good in high school. I, you know, everybody knew that I was the Christian, but I didn't mm-hmm. really ever talk about any to anybody. And then later on in life, I was about 15 years into my marriage. I, uh, I just went through a really dark time. Um, I made some bad decisions and I was on the brink of divorce. Mm-hmm. And thankfully for God, my former pastor I had, my uh, former youth leader I used to have, is actually part of the Stan Strength team also. Their messages got to me. They saved my marriage and uh, I just can't be more thankful for them. Mm-hmm. Um, later on, I had a job. <clears throat> I worked at a milk bottling plant in Everett and uh, that plant, that building closed. So I was losing my job. Mm-hmm. But ever since rededicating my life after it was 2010 when I had all the issues and rededicating my life, I just had this strong, stronger faith in God. Mm-hmm. And 
everybody at work was real nervous about losing their job. And I just had this calm peace about it. I was like, God's got me. He's going to take care of me. I mean, it's just, I can't explain it. Mm-hmm. But later on then my wife, after the plant closed, she knew I wanted to open a fitness center sometime. And she says, you want to open a fitness center now? I was like, first I try and figure out who she was and what, <laughs> what they did with my wife. But I was like, yeah, absolutely. So we did. And that became sort of my mission field. I mean, I was able to talk to more people about God and that, you know, I'm, this December will be 10 years. I've wow. been able to talk to people more about God than I did the whole 15 years working with the dairy or my previous before that in high school or anything else. So mm-hmm. it was, uh, it's really powerful. I love that you said that you look at your fitness center as a mission field. And I think if more people looked at their jobs as a mission, because we look at pastors and we look, see, oh, how spiritual they are. We look at missionaries and we see what sacrifices and everything that they're doing for Jesus. But man, God has called us to be missionaries. No matter where he has placed us, we are literally called to be missionaries to take the gospel to those people. And that's what you're doing in that fitness center. I love that. So how did... Owning that fitness center, getting buff for Jesus, <laughs> move you towards Guard Strong. That's interesting, too, because I never pictured myself doing this kind of stuff until I started seeing the Stan Strength team, which was at the Big Ticket Festival. Now, now what is Stan Strength? They're a, a missionary just like or a missionary group, just like we are. They do the same thing, the different feats of strength where they, uh, I'll get into that later, but they do different feats of strength. Mm-hmm. And it was just the message they was giving it just it inspired me. I just wanted to do something like that. So, uh, And this was at a big ticket festival, correct, yeah. which if anybody listening doesn't know what a big ticket festival here in northern Michigan is just, a, a, what is it, three days of concerts, right? They bring yep. in all these Christian artists. And so they had this ministry there performing. Correct. Okay. To get into it a little bit, they had a, at their booth where you could rip one of their phone books, which is the Oakland County. It's a big, thick phone book. You could get a T-shirt. Well, the first mm. year I couldn't do it. So I went back home. And I studied how to do a phone book. <laughs> I looked up all the exercises to do, and it's a lot of chest, and it's a lot of grip strength. Mm. So I practiced, and you know, I did a lot of exercises hitting those areas. And the next year I went back, I ripped two phone books. And then the next year after that, I ripped four phone books. And I asked one of the guys on the team, I asked him if he thought I had what it took to join the team. He says, absolutely. But we had, we had talked to Shrek. And Who's Shrek? Is Shrek he, was is, he the owner? He was the founder of the Stan team. He uh, passed away last year mm-hmm. um, due to some complications of COVID, but he just, yeah, sure, bring him on, whatever. You know, he's mm-hmm. kind of laid back. So, and that's how it started as far as guard strong getting into that. We felt our calling a little different than what the Stan ministry did. Their focus is on Kentucky, mm-hmm. and we just want to reach out to Michigan, our backyard. We want to focus on the kids and the people, to, uh, everybody, not just mm-hmm. kids. But we want to focus on our backyard, trying to get that cleaned up before we, you know, head out to other places. Mm-hmm. We do go to other places if they ask us to. We'll go wherever we're called. And you've gone to schools, church camps. You've even gone to National Guard kids camps. Yep. We do that at least once a year. We go to Louisiana, um, the National Guard down there. It's an awesome setting down there. Just, mm-hmm. it's just the feel down there is really, I mean, we can't speak about God down there because of the setting, mm-hmm. but... The kids, like I wear a bracelet that says I am second. And one of the kids walked up to me and says, are you second because God's first? And I said, mm. absolutely. I mean, so they know. Yeah. I mean, they can see God through us the way we present ourselves. So Okay. So Guard Strong was kind of birthed out of this former ministry. And how many guys are a part of Guard Strong? We have nine guys in Guard Strong that range from 
in northern Michigan, they range from Leroy, Tustin, Cadillac, Lake City, Clio, and we have one gentleman down in Troy, Michigan. And I'm looking at your website now, and you're just a bunch of tattooed, burly, bearded <laughs> men that look like you're about ready to bring something to the guy that's waiting for his prom date to come, like, you know, his his girly prom date to come down from the stairs. Like you've got the baseball bats and everything. And, and, and I absolutely love it. I think it's fantastic. And so you put on these presentations. What's the point of these presentations? The presentations, the way we do them, by breaking and bending and blowing things up. or well, Okay, stop right there. You're breaking, <laughs> bending, and blowing things up. What are you breaking? Okay, we have <laughs> we have new concrete blocks, not the cinder blocks, but like the edging blocks. Mm-hmm. We'll break those with our arms. Um, we break blocks of ice with our arms. Baseball bats over our legs. <gasps> um, we bend steel bars either in our teeth or over our top of our head. Your te- whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. <laughs> Okay, you're taking bars and bending them with your teeth? Yes. Does that hurt? Not always. <laughs> Not <laughs> always. Well, sometimes it just depends. It's uh, If you hold it wrong, it's anything could go wrong. So uh, Now, I have watched you bend a horseshoe. The last time I saw you, you took just a regular horseshoe and you bent it into the shape of a heart. Yep. And I've watched you take a deck of cards and just completely rip it. And half. And these are the things that you do at your presentation. Correct. All right. So what's the point of that? Well, because we just feel that you have a kid sitting in front of you and how they lose attention. If they see somebody just bend a steel bar in their teeth, they're going to pay attention (laughs) to what that guy is saying. I know I'd be paid attention. (laughs) Or if they're sitting there and they're kind of wandering and all of a sudden you break a bat over your leg, they're going to pay attention to what you're saying. They want to see what you're doing, what you're going to do next. And they hang on every word. Like one of the guys on our team was saying how they did an event and he saw this kid couple weeks later, and he was jogging around the Lake Cadillac, and the kid runs up, hey, and he, Iron Mike, I know you. I Aww. saw you at your show. And he says, well, what did I do? You remember? He says, I don't remember, but he told him every single word for word, pretty <gasps> much, what his what his uh, story was that he told the, kid, you know, the audience. Wow. So you you use the, the bending of metal with your teeth and the ripping of phone books and all of that to grab the attention of the kids. Once you have their attention, then what happens? It depends on what setting we're in. In mm-hmm. schools, we got to do a secular message. We wish we didn't have to, but that's what it has to be. Right. And it's more of a right choice, anti-bullying, anti-drug, and just kind of steer them in the right direction. Tell them maybe some of the things we did and wrong and how they can avoid that. Okay. In the churches, we can actually do a gospel message with it. There's some different messages with different things. That are, excuse me. Or else we'll... Uh, give our testimony and kind of link that to the feat we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, like mine, a lot of times I'll do mine is fear. My favorite verse is Joshua 1, 9. It says, have I not commanded, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God is with you always. And there's so many times owning your own business that you fear, mm. like when the bills start coming in yeah. and you're like, where's this money going to come from? And all of a sudden you get like, for me, I had like five or six people come sign up at the gym. Like, Oh, I'm so stupid. <laughs> you know, why, why do I fear? And then, you know, a month later, the bills come around again. You start fearing. You're like, okay, this is a repeat here. Why? Why is this happening? But it just it forces us to trust God. I mean, he just he's always covers for me. I mean, he's he supplies for us. He supplied for our team so much. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing all the different things he's done for us. What do the other gentlemen do as far as their testimonies? What do they share in the presentations? Um, we have guys that were 
had issues in um, school as far as being bullied themselves. Is that why they got all beefed up? That's part of it, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and then there's people, we got guys on the team who were had trouble with cutting. Mm. We have guys that have trouble with drugs. You know, stop right there. I think that's really neat because we often see cutting as a girl issue. And so for a grown man to come in and say, this is what I used to do, I think speaks volumes, especially to a lot. I mean, girls are already ashamed that they're cutting, but if a guy comes in and gives that testimony, I think there's a lot of guys that are boys that are sitting in that audience. Right. And there's there's lots of, uh, like in the school's, especially when he gives that testimony, there's uh, lots of kids come down, they relate with him and they're mm-hmm. a lot of times crying and saying they need help and stuff. And we try to direct them, you know, to the counselor or whoever to help them mm-hmm. that situation. So, and there's just guys that, you know, like me, I didn't really in high school, I never had that big issues. I was kind of the chameleon in high school where I could fit with every single group. Mm-hmm. You know, I was good at sports. I was pretty decent in school. I just, fit in these other groups, but I also fit in with a bully group. So I could, you know, if somebody was picking on somebody, I would pick on them too. And I, I remember one time, uh, this kid, I can't remember if it was Halloween or what it was, but he had some jeans and it was kind of ripped. He was doing some ripped look and the guy started ripping his jeans. And so I just joined in with him. I, you know, before I knew it, I'm like, what am I doing? This is my friend here. And I'm, you know, doing Mm the same thing as what these other guys are doing. So we just try to steer him and, you know, tell them that you know you gotta watch what you do and be mindful of those things so. mm-hmm. how do you feel that your gospel because okay well let me back up in the secular realm so the non-christian realm when you're in public schools and you go down to the national guard with the kids how do you end your presentation a lot of times in the national guard <clears throat> we will do maybe just two of our events mm-hmm. and because we're down there for a week and then the rest of the time, we're just hanging out with the kids. They have platoons, so they do them by age groups. And then we have each guy, one, or we usually take four guys with us if we can, and we have one guy in each platoon, and we just hang out with the kids. It's just because uh, a lot of those kids, their parents are either they've been deployed or killed in action or you know, stuff like that, and they just they want to hang out with you. They want to they want to be around with somebody, so we just kind of hang out and love on them a little bit. And mm-hmm. we had one little guy down there. His mom passed away that week before he was going to camp, and his dad was being deployed right before he went to camp. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to be there at all. He was, I mean, he was crying and everything. And so Bulldog gave me the. Um, this job. is one of the guys. Yeah. In this okay. We each have nicknames, and and but, you're the Viking. Yeah. You are the Viking. I yeah. forgot to mention that. <laughs> a, but anyway, Viking, continue. He uh, he didn't want to be there at all. He was just down, crying, just wanted to go home to his grandparents, and so I got to the the job of you know trying to cheer him up and by the end of the week he was having fun he was joking around with the kids and everything and mm-hmm. it just just us hanging out with him just I mean not that we're anything special we're just normal people but just taking the time to hang out with him and show him that we care is a big thing so mm-hmm. and what about in a Christian environment so if you go into a, a Christian assembly do you end with an altar call asking people if they want to come to Christ how does that work how do you end that that is, it depends. It just depends where the, we feel the Lord's leading us to. If if we feel that he's wanting, you know, an altar call, then we'll do one. And if not, we'll offer to stick around. And if anybody wants to come talk to us afterwards, I mean, we kind of feel the crowd out more or less and see how things are, I don't know, if we're, if we're starting to lose people, because sometimes the feats get done and we start talking and they just kind of start wandering. Mm-hmm. 
so that, I mean, that time we don't really feel the altar call is going to do a whole lot because they're not really paying attention to what we're saying. Mm-hmm. We don't want them repeating something that's going to be, that doesn't really do anything because the, the prayer doesn't save you. It's the convict, you know, it's your heart. It's your heart. That is what asking Christ into your heart or your life is what, what saves you. So mm-hmm. it just really depends on that. Okay. And when you walk out on stage, I mean, are the kids already in awe because you all are so big and you have these huge muscles and you just walk in and these, T-shirts showing all your tattoos, and I mean, are they? What, yeah, a lot. I mean, like the kids in Louisiana, we've we've uh, we've seen them for quite a few years because the the same kids come to camp every year, mm-hmm. and so they kind of know us, and they, but they still, I mean, the kids still they they're like ah, they scream and holler, mm-hmm. and we try to get the crowd pumped up really good too when we do it because it helps us mm-hmm. get through the feats that we're doing also. So it's. Uh, but what about at a school? Like I'm picturing all these kids with their jaws dropped at a school <laughs> assembly, looking at you guys as soon as you walk on. A lot of times in the school, we'll do uh, an introduction where we'll have one guy out there and mm-hmm. he'll introduce us, you know, tell their weights and what we do and stuff like that and where we're from. And the kids like that, they get pretty pumped up about hearing who we are and, you know, everything like that and see us run out there. So it's a. Uh, so share with me some testimonies, what has happened. I mean, you shared when the one guy that was running in, in Cadillac, Michigan, and there was a kid that recognized him and was able to make that connection. But do you have any other testimonies of what has happened with kids that you all have ministered to? Um, I got an awesome one about an adult. That, that's fine. <laughs> Adults need Jesus, too. Okay, <laughs> they need set free, too. This is another one from uh, Louisiana. We get to do a chapel service if we're, cause we're, if we're there on a Sunday. Really? Yes. Oh, that's great. So, But we're usually there only for one week and it doesn't fall on Sunday. So a lot of times we don't get to do that. But there was one time we was there for the training for the kids. And then the following week was the kids camp itself. So we got to do that chapel service. Mm-hmm. And out of 120 some kids, we had like 20 kids show up to... Uh, the chapel plus a colonel. So wait, so you invite them? Yeah. Oh, okay. They're not forced to go. They can mm-hmm. do it. They have other activities if they don't feel like doing that. So, but we had about 20 kids and a colonel show up and she was new at her job. That was a lady colonel. It was real straight laced, no smile and didn't smile anybody kind of mm-hmm. scowled at everybody all the time. And after our program, we did an altar call and she raised her hand she came to talk to us afterwards and she had tears running down her eyes and was just telling us these stories about her family and stuff and how much, cause she wasn't kind of not really sure about our program. Mm-hmm. And after that, she's, you know, wanting us there all the time. So it's, uh, but it was just it was so powerful. And then the rest of that week, cause that was a Sunday and we had the following week, she was laughing with the kids and yeah. it was like a light switch just clicked on. It was just Totally night and day. It was just, mm-hmm. oh, it was so Here awesome. she came with her heart completely hardened. <clears throat> exactly. You wonder why she showed up. Was she? I, you, you, I think it was part of her job that she had to be there. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And it was just a totally night and day. I mean, she was laughing with the kids, joking around with them, you know, mm-hmm. having fun, high-fiving people. I'm like, okay, this isn't the same lady here. <laughs> this, is, this is pretty cool. So it was, uh, I thought you were a military colonel. What just happened? <laughs> yeah. So it was it was pretty cool, and then every year we see her, she's she's more you know, oh how are you guys doing? Come ask how we're doing, everything. So it's a uh, mm-hmm. another well, it's not really a testimony of anything we've done, but a testimony of things God's done is when we started this team, we had a cargo trailer with the other team, mm-hmm. and so we figured we had to give that to them, and we was trying to figure out how to haul all of our stuff. Well, Joe out of the blue gets a phone call from a gentleman he hadn't talked to in like over three years, and he says, hey, I got this 
semi truck and trailer. Could you guys use it? Mm-hmm. And Joe was like, um, I think, let me check with the guy. So he checked with us and I'm like, yeah, we can use it. <laughs> <clears throat> so he's like, we was like, how much do you want for it? And he's like, get a plane ticket, fly out here. Cause it was out in Oregon and it's yours. We're like, no way. So we got a plane ticket, flew out there. Joe and I did. Yeah. And trailers aren't cheap. No. The thing about this trailer is it turns into a stage. Mm -hmm. So that's our other unique thing we have is we can do programs outside. If somebody doesn't want to do an indoor event, Mm -hmm. we can have an outdoor event. And this gentleman just gave us a truck. He filled our fuel tank before we left. He gave us a place to stay while we was there, fed us while we was there. And right before we left, we was planning on staying in the back of the trailer on the way home Mm -hmm. because it's like a four-day trip. And he threw money on the table says, uh, hey, I don't want you sleeping in your truck. I want you to sleep in a motel room to get good rest. So that was... And we just, I mean, we had tears running down our eyes. We're like, holy cow, this is unbelievable. And mm-hmm. just, I mean, it's God. It's God. It's, mm-hmm. uh, there's no way he would have even offered us a trailer if it wasn't. I mean, mm-hmm. why would he have the reason to? So Right. So I love the fact that you all come from different backgrounds. You have different salvation stories. You're all just a bunch of beefy guys. Some of you uh, construction workers, some of you business owners. There's a few of them, I think, that are martial arts artists or um, trainers and God has just brought you all together just to be able to bring the gospel message to kids and adults in such a unique way and I think that is so fantastic if someone is interested in hiring your crew to come to their camp their school how would they get a hold of you the best way to be calling the number is 231-878-2214 we do have an email guardstrongteam at gmail.com it works different with different things like schools. We actually have a set fee that we're charging because we have materials and stuff we have to keep buying. Yeah. Camps, we're actually trying to, we want to do Christian camps for free if we can. Mm-hmm. So we're raising money. We got enough right now to do one full week of camp um, free. We just haven't found a camp that has any speaker openings right now. Mm-hmm. And then churches are interested in having us. We just feel that we need to go to churches and if a church wants us to come in, we're not charging, we're not asking for anything. Um, we're just leaving that between the church and God. Mm-hmm. Like whatever they feel they want to give or can give. Whatever what their honorarium is. or Yeah, we're not asking for a love offering. If the church wants to do a love offering, that's that's on them too. It's a, mm-hmm. We just feel that we're called to do this. So And they can follow you on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. Guards, is it, it's Guard Strong or Guard us dash strong.org correct Correct. is your website and i'll make sure that i put all of that in the show notes but one last question before you go jason viking i'm sorry i'm calling (laughs) you the wrong name viking earlier you told me that you felt so underqualified to do what you're doing you almost feel as if you're moses and i think there's so many people out there like we said at the beginning that we put certain spiritual people up on a pedestal when it comes to ministering to others and, and sharing the gospel and you're doing it in such a different, unique way. Tell me why is it that you feel that you're like a Moses that you shouldn't be doing what you're doing, but yet God's using you anyway. I just think there's so many people out there that think God can't use them in such a great way, but yet here you are. I mean, I'm not trying to say I'm on the same level as Moses as far as anything. <laughs> you have the beard going on. But I uh, the, I guess my my comparison is that Moses wasn't a, a good speaker. or mm-hmm. a, he, he said he stuttered a lot and stuff. And if I get nervous, I'll start kind of stammering and stuttering and mumbling even. And that's why uh, 
I'm eating this microphone right now. So, <laughs> but I just, I just feel that the, you know, there's so many people that are qualified public speakers that God could have picked to do this. And I mean, I'm not the top guy on the team. We're a group. So that's, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a team person. Yeah. Um, I don't think one person can run this thing. It's everybody. I just happen to be in the position to be doing some of this stuff. So, but I just, that's the way I feel is that I just, I don't feel that I'm really qualified for this mm-hmm. because of the way I, my public speaking is, but I'm getting better about it. And I give the credit to God for that just because of, uh, I've been praying about it and practicing and doing stuff like this mm-hmm. gets me out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Getting in front of a church gets me out of my comfort zone, but I've been trying to do that more too. And that's the way that, <laughs> that is. That works. <laughs> Well, Viking, thank you so much for being here today and just sharing with us how God is using you in such a unique way that someone who runs a fitness center and can use their muscles for Jesus. Maybe nobody thought that they could, but if you're out there right now and you have big muscles and you want to start ripping phone books in half and you can use that to glorify God in a mighty way. So thank you, Jason. And thank you. Thank you once again for joining Jason and I on that unique conversation. No matter how God built you, no matter what your passions, God has called you to know him and to make him known through what he has given you. Don't forget to download, share, and subscribe. And remember, you were created unique on purpose. You are loved. And because of Christ, you have been made worthy. Join me next week as we will have Dr. Marina Hoffman back talking about women in the Bible as we approach International Women's Day.